The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Good afternoon. Just wanted to give you a quick update on the schedule for Wilford Watch's podcast. Today we bring you a very fun half-hour interview with TK Cooper, British wrestling uh, superstar. We have a progress review with my buddy Archie coming up on the Patreon Later this week, patreon.com slash Watches. if you choose to help support me that way. You get lots of bonus content, merch, and stickers, and all that good jazz. Uh, we are going to be recording Friday, uh, the Fights of the Roundtable. And you can find out information on the first episode by going to the hashtag, hashtag Fights of the Roundtable. This new edition will be with uh, four different people, uh, including myself. We're going to have different perspectives from different points of the world, and I'm calling it the global edition. We have a guest from Australia, from Portugal, from the United Kingdom, and myself in the United States to give our opinions on professional wrestling. We also have author and senior writer at Bleacher Report, Jonathan Snowden, coming on at the end of the week that will be released next week um lots of fun stuff coming up we have candy lee new zealand transgender wrestler we're going to speak to her about her amazing rise um her mad twitter game and hopefully her run to stardom eventually one day um we're gonna have wrestling organization resurgence on at the end of the month they are famous for their art core Very, very different style of professional wrestling in the United Kingdom. And I'm also going to have a a friend of mine, Becky, which you'll know from the internet, from the Twitter, at DoItWithFlareOn. She writes a very, very cool blog, and we're going to speak to her about pro wrestling. And she's going to ask me questions. I'm going to ask her questions. Fun conversation. Uh, So shout out. Uh, hashtag Markout mentions go to all the patrons, Patreon members. Uh, I got some new signups last week, so thank you guys so much for your support. Um, much appreciated. Share the word if you're liking the content and the guest and the discussions that we have. And here we go. Enjoy my chat with TK Cooper. Welcome to Wilford Watches Podcast, an American podcast about professional wrestling. And a big thank you to my buddy Omega Luke for suggesting that uh, I bring on a very, very hot professional wrestler in British wrestling in TK Cooper, who is a 100% pure dude. He's a Kiwi and he has the most fresh overalls in all of professional wrestling he is a guy you need to know in 2019 if you don't know about him already and uh here he is what's up tk how you doing hello man thank you for the introduction oh, 
appreciate the appreciate the uh, the reps there. That's 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 very. Oh, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of overwhelmed. Thank you very much. Thank you for <laughs> well, I'm overwhelmed for you uh, joining and hanging out with uh, with the Texan today. Uh, I'm in San Antonio, Texas, uh, uh, hanging out. I- I'm a big British wrestling fan, dude. I-, I saw you in the overalls. I was like, yeah, this is- I like this guy. And uh, <laughs> a while back, and uh, thanks for the time, dude. Um, so the internet is full of information, and it tells me that your first match as a professional wrestler was uh, against uh, Gino Gambino and Wrecking Ball Wilson, and you tagged with Travis Banks. Is that accurate? That'll be totally incorrect. That'll be like three or four years into me wrestling. Oh, wow. Okay, so what was your first... The internet doesn't know, Mm -hmm. because I guess it's not online, because there was... like My first match was in 2012, and I made my debut in a Rumble in New Zealand... And so, like, the, like I've I've got all my matches written down from when I started. Really, I'm sure the first like, however many don't exist because like, there's no for video. the video, yeah. yeah, there's no video, there's no DVD, there's no like, there's no proof. I just know, <laughs> uh, I know because I did it basically. Um, but uh, like, there was no, uh, no one was keeping tabs on New Zealand wrestling until recently. So there's been yeah. no need for anybody to really kind of have an eye down there to see. Like where tra- like people like Trav and I started, because there's just no record of it officially. Like unless unless you go through the annals of YouTube, you probably won't be able to find a lot of our really old stuff. But like, like I know Trav keeps a log of all his matches as well. But um, yeah, other than like the bits we've got on paper, you you uh, you uh, the cage match will be incorrect forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do a really good job. I mean, given the given the circumstance, but uh, yeah, sure. To a point, but, they've, they've they've got it. Like ever since I come, I've come to England. I think a few people have have mentioned that like they've seen X Y Z on cage match. So like I I like I don't keep up to date with it at all. I just I just do whatever like. I just I just keep the information when somebody tells me like today I now I know that, I, that allegedly my first match according to Cage Match is is in Australia <laughs> in a tag match which is untrue which is three years late of my first. So match. do you remember the first match you had? Do you yeah, remember exactly I, I like what at, happened? Like, uh, seven I think in like a rumble, um, just kind of took a beating from a bunch of guys and like it was pretty inconsequential like in, <laughs> in, in, entrance and exit. It was just kind of like you're good enough to be on the show now, so here you go. So were you rock, rocking the uh, the afro at that time? Like that, I saw some uh, old pictures of you with some fro going on. What was going on with your attire at that point? Uh, I think I was just in like, sh- um, like biker shorts. No, no real like aesthetic. Just kind of like <laughs> Japanese young biker boy. Shorts. Not even, not even on purpose. Just like nothing going on because I didn't know what I wanted to be. Yeah, what, you I were just, just happy of, to happy to like, be there. To be on the show today. Yeah. Hooray. Put on some tights and and some kick pads and just the bare minimum. Like close enough is good enough. Close enough is good enough. That'll be trending at some point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, it's uh, like you're really young, like 25, 26, something like that. Mm-hmm. You're already a major name in British wrestling in my eyes, and it must be pretty fun, dude, and wild. Like you and Mambo have a a killer YouTube little series. It's it's very <laughs> fun. You. Super it's uh, it's it's called Escaping the Mid Card. It's very very cool. If you check it out on YouTube, um, worth the subscribe. You'll have lots of fun watching it. Um, how has this last year been, man? Are are you having fun? Uh, the, the last year's been a bit weird, obviously, because it was coming off the back of 2017, which was even crazier. Where like I went, I got like I'm not deported, but like my visa ran out, so I had to go back to oh, New God. Zealand. 
And then we we came back with a big whirlwind like return, and that was crazy. And then we went to America pretty much straight away. And then I broke my leg, and then everything stopped. Yeah. And then I just did nothing for the rest of the year, which was a big bummer. So then 2018, pretty much, I spent most of the year just trying to like reset myself and just get ready to go again of like and try. Uh, I mean, the most disappointing thing was trying to like recapture all of that like magic that had been in two, 2017, and it just didn't it didn't really like it didn't really fire as well, which I was kind of upset about. But still, like 100% had like a great time. I had like I had another great wrestling year in Brit Rest, but it just wasn't like to the like I definitely think getting hurt really like stag. Uh, what's the word? I don't think stagnated is the word I'm looking for, but like it really just like it stopped. It slowed. It slowed me down. Just like a pause. And, like it took a pause yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. I had to kind of start from like zero again. You know where I might have been at like like 75 in 2017, like on my way up to 100, but 2018 I had to start from from scratch all over again. From like the like not not the bottom. That like, not saying like where I was was the worst position, but just kind of like where I where I where I was and where I wanted to be didn't mm-hmm. end up being in the same place but I still like it was like I still got a lot of awesome opportunities got to wrestle for like a whole load I think I think it was um I think it was Luke who told me that I wrestled for over 20 companies last year yeah it's like so, it, like things like stats like that where I was just, like not aware I was not like you know I'm just I'm just going week to week wrestling you know Saturday Friday Saturday Sunday whatever you know it just it just kind of is what it it is what it is as mm-hmm. the time passes and you just kind of don't really take a second to acknowledge that sort of stuff. Like I always try to like make sure I enjoy my day because I want to enjoy the whole like fact I'm a part of wrestling. But at no point was I like, Oh, this is, this is promotion number 12 this year. <laughs> or like this is promotion number 17, or this is match number 50. Like this is, this is all like milestones type deal. Like I didn't really, those weren't things I factored into my, my year, but mm-hmm. that was pretty cool when he told me in the, in the other podcast that he was like, yeah, you don't even realize you wrestled for over 20 companies. I was like, wow. That's- yeah. I was, I was looking at that too. And I was like, I, I was looking at cage match, of course, cause it's the good source. It's a good source mm-hmm. for the most part. And, um, <laughs> I thought here's actually, I'll just lean into the next question. You becoming a bit of an iron man this year was what I was going to say. And based on that, you've wrestled like, triple the amount of matches you did in 17 and 16 so yeah, yeah. is that because of the visa or is that just because of there's more accessibility more opportunity in england with so many companies that are thriving right now like i think it's a combination of a lot of those things plus mm-hmm. i just tried a lot harder this 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 year just gone and i think um just with the brand of myself like when i first when i first got here obviously telling people hi i'm tk cooper i'm i'm great i'm <laughs> put me on your show like i didn't have any proof and then it took kind of like building building it in progress to start so then i had like a a catalog or like a back um you know like a cv like a wrestling yeah yeah where like i had content to be like hello i'm good here (laughs) let me show you so like now i finally got like proof whereas like when i first got to the uk it was just kind of like take my word for it honestly like i am good and then uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, nowadays that um, there's so many opportunities out there, you have to really be your own brand. So it's it's. I'm glad that you and Chuck and uh, and Spike and other dudes are in the on the escaping the mid card because it's a fantastic idea. Because I've mentioned this a lot in other interviews that it's fascinating how wrestlers nowadays are one super accessible. And super transparent with most of the fans. And two, they can brand themselves. Like with YouTube videos, like Zack Ryder was many years back now. Being the elite. 
It's like, my god, that was like that was ahead of its time. It really was, man, and I, and I don't think uh, there's enough focus on that. So I try to bring it up every time because it, it was it was really groundbreaking. He he made his own belt, and just like you guys now. Um, well, it's not as shiny, but yeah, uh, well, you don't really have the budget for that. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> totally understandable. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. It's really cool to see you branding and 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 branching out and uh, being accessible to guys like me in in San Antonio, Texas, who love progress and defying yeah, it and all these. Just, I guess that's I guess that's the point though, where it's like. I can only I can only sell my brand of TK Cooper. Chuck Mambo can only sell his brand of Chuck Mambo in like the ten to twelve minutes we get given on a show, mm-hmm. and then outside of that, you know, you spend like your Monday to Thursday just living your life where there's just you know you, you can't you can't keep pushing um, the the brand on something that doesn't exist. So that's why like the YouTube show, well, not necessarily why the YouTube show exists, but like that that's like another avenue for us to be like, hey, this is is more stuff about us if you want to engage with us then watch the show and talk to us about it so like there's more there's more levels outside of the wrestling show for you to connect with us basically yeah and nowadays it's it's not just like live journal or myspace it's like there's a hundred different <laughs> platforms that you yeah, can exactly. use so. like what is, what is the most direct like if i tweet something you can respond to it and you can have your opinion about what i say type deal like it's it's like instant gratification of like yeah. whether or not we can communicate together now as like uh, z-list celebrity and yourself as a fan <laughs> definitely higher than z-list bro um but as a, as a, i mean wrestling is such a niche it's so hard it to is get, man but it's, it's, it's wrestling is a niche inside a niche so like <laughs> and then british wrestling because it's very regional yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it just it gets like the, the the group of people that see what's going on it gets mm-hmm. like smaller and smaller so the the more you can like monopolize that as like hey everybody look at me the the more you, I guess, the brand grows and the more exposure you get. That's the goal, man. Um, so, like, with companies like Riptide, and I spoke to Josh in a previous interview. He's a very cool dude. Um, Riptide, Defiance, um, a lot of other companies now, really not shying away from doing intergender matches. Um, what's your view on that? And there seems to be, like, some some very backwards thinking that, oh, we can't have intergender match matches. Like what's yeah. your, I think it's silly, but what's your, you know, viewpoint? You think, intergen- you think intergender wrestling is silly? Or you no, think no, that- no. I think the opinion of people who, who are scared of it uh-huh. is silly. I'm all for I mean, it because women can kick my ass any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. I mean, I get it because obviously like people think like the general consensus is that um, because a man is bigger than a woman, he'll just beat her up. So, like, they, they, they can't see past, like, the the size the size difference. But, like, there's, 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 that's kind of, like, the ingrained story in intergender wrestling is, like, it's man. It's, a, it's, a, it's generally a bigger man versus, versus a smaller woman, so you want to see how that works out. But people never kind of... People seem to be much more accepting of, like, small man versus big man, but never big man versus small woman because somehow it's, like, distinctly different. But, like... A cruiserweight guy, a cruiserweight-sized guy, is probably the same size as like a regular-sized woman, anyway. But like for whatever reason, because of the gender swap, people mm-hmm. get uncomfortable about it because it's you know it's just not the done thing. Because I guess in 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 the real world we have like domestic violence issues and stuff. But like uh, people just get protective of it. But generally, I think it's it's one of the more exciting styles of wrestling. Like I love intergender wrestling. I think it's super fun. Like I like I like to do it. I just think it's a it's a fun fun story you can do in in wrestling that isn't like um isn't done as much and obviously some mm-hmm. people some people just get it wrong and that's why like 
the people who say it's bad will you know they'll they'll use those examples of like I, and off the top of my head I can't think of like a bad intergender match to like to bury, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in in general, I think intergender ma- intergender wrestling is sick. So like, I'm very yeah. pro it. I I absolutely love watching Millie McKenzie, you know, throw people like you around. No offense, but it's uh, lots of fun. So, <laughs> but then uh, I hope that I hope you'd enjoy it like, just as much as me tossing her around. Yeah, because like, that, that part of the fight, of is, course, like, she, how she combats. Like, obviously, yeah. I'm sort of, uh, how is she going to work around this, or like, is she just going to get ragdolled by me because? That's what physics tell you is going to happen. Depending on the character, like yeah, she's so she's really so body type dependent. Like yeah, like if she's somebody that I that I really have trouble liking, like Spike Gervais character, <laughs> then I would I would totally want to see her get like suplexed through a table. But um, yeah, it, it depends on character too. But I think that uh, you know personally. Like like uh, Dan and Emily from from Eve Pro Wrestling had mentioned on the podcast um, we spoke before, and Dan was like, "There's just subconscious sexism out there, and it's it's very hard to uncover that." And I think that was a good point because a lot of people realize don't realize what they're thinking or saying out loud, and it needs to be an inwards kind of reflection. So. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> but uh, so. I don't think have, you haven't held a belt in progress yet, have you? I have not. That seems like criminal, man. Um, Bridesmaid. <laughs> I think you should be, you know, showing up for one of these uh, open challenges by seven, dude. Um, are you going to see I you think, in the I Atlas? There's always a massive line, so. Yeah, well, Federalis on the most recent show. That uh, was magical. Blocking the line. Um, that was wild. Um, how did you enjoy that match? That was fun, dude. I th- like I was, I was there, I was there at the show, and it was, it was awesome. I loved it so much. It was so funny. Like <laughs> those, those are just so, so funny. They're so clever. It's just um, really, it's really good. Like it's so really cathartic for the fans as well, who were like begging for it to be Federalis as well. Yeah. So, like, so many times, like the fans will ask for a, a match to be a certain way, or like certain people to be in a certain match, and then like a promotion will just like not ignore it, but just like they've got other plans. So when when something comes through like that, where it's just like this is the perfect like storm of the fans want it, and it's just great booking, then it's just it's like you can't you can't go wrong pretty much from from bell to bell. And to kick off the card that way was just amazing to watch. Uh, my buddy Archie was up in the balcony during that show, and uh, we're gonna actually do a review. So if you're listening to this, um, me and Archie are gonna do a review of the. Chapter 82, I believe it was, uh, Unboxing Live, uh, Duke La Prague Away Kit show later this week. So we'll put that uh, up on the internet for y'all soon. Um, so we mentioned Omega Luke, my bestie, um, brother from another mother. He uh, had a question. He said, I'd like to know whether TK has had any action, interaction with uh, Do Not Resuscitate and whether he's been tempted to join with his Escaping the Midcard Buddy Chuck. <laughs> uh it feels like i get this a lot now but like since wembley i haven't really had much to do with progress like i've definitely i've obviously kept tabs on what they're up to because like they're my friends so like i'm seeing um you know i'm making sure everybody's having a good time but it's just funny to see mambo break bad on progress yeah. and run with spike it's hard then, to root against them dude uh, i mean i get it i've i've been yeah. kind of conflicted about a lot of things and it's good to see mambo just kind of like take a stand and just you know uh, if you want to get, if you want, like I spent so much time in progress with like Trav that, like now that I'm on the periphery, like 
I, I, I understand. Like, you got to do what you got to do, man. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, to be associated with Do Not Resuscitate, like, I, I get it by proxy that I, like, people think that I'll be coming in at some point because I'm friends with Mambo and because I'm friends with Spike. But there's, like, at this stage, there's nothing. There's nothing there. They're just, they're, you know, they're, it's like a totally separate thing. They're, they're doing it, and I am happy for them. But uh, despite, uh, <laughs> as much as, as much as Twitter and the Progress Facebook group seem to think that like there's inklings that I'll be joining. I don't think that's the case just yet. Okay, that's fair. Watch the space. Still, you know, plenty of things. It's a crazy season uh, for professional wrestling right now. You got people coming, going. Oh, yeah. Everyone's it's, in and out the door. Everyone's signing new contracts. There's a lot going on. It's wild times, man. Um, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, etc., etc. And since you brought up New Japan, uh, I am a... Uh, I'm definitely a New Japan guy. Uh-huh. Um, I started this podcast reviewing New Japan, and it kind of branched out to British wrestling too. Um, so, would you jump to New Japan? Would you fancy it? I definitely like to. Like, uh, I don't really know where I would fit in, or like, like who I would who I would want to feud with, or who I would want to like who my dream matches we would be against. Uh, for for the longest time, I wanted to wrestle Hiromu, but I'm not sure like if he's coming back now, or if he's kind of like. Taking a long-term hiatus, like he was—he was one of my yeah. favorites for ages. Him and Kushida were my two favorites for a long time, but now Dude. even Kushida's like, yeah. Out. I've been he saying for hell. <laughs> I've been saying for months, man, that Kushida's the best junior for me from New Japan for the last like five to ten years. Like he's just mm-hmm. incredible, incredible. And I'm kind of bummed about reading the news, but I'm happy for him because yeah, uh, you know new opportunities, new new challenges in life, and. That's what we should all strive to strive to do. Um, so another fan question um, from Darren Mags and Bags Online, a uh, very smart dude. Uh, he says, "Which match is TK Cooper most proud of? Was there a specific moment or match where you realized that you had made it as a wrestler?" Made it? Oof, I don't know. I think like the one I'm most proud of is definitely me and Trav versus JML in uh, Progress Orlando. Like that was definitely the mm. first match where I was like, "Wow." Like we have, we've done something here, and like we've definitely made a name for ourselves pretty suddenly. And I like that was definitely like the breakout of. Like I remember, I remember Progress announcing uh, the power trip of like, the, like as one of like the talent. Like they've been going like daily talent announcements of like Mark Andrews will be there, Pete yeah, Dunne will yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And I was like, the power trip will also be there, and like there was this one reply from some dude who was like, I don't even know who these guys are, and I was like, oh, like. And then I jokingly, like, quote tweeted it, and I was like, don't worry, man, like, we don't know who you are either. And then it, apparently it was, like, some kind of like, infamous, like, U.S. Uh, wrestling troll. Oh, God. Like, so I'd, 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 like, I'd, I'd obviously called him out, but I didn't realize I called out this, like, super popular, like, troll. So it got, like, a lot of traction. So I was like, oh, I didn't realize just, like, dissing some guy would would be so popular. <laughs> but it turns out it's because it's because he's, like, infamous for, like, trolling stuff. And I called him on it. But I, I had I had no idea that I'd done it, sort of thing. Like it's all kind of like unintentional, unaware. But like getting all the kudos for it, of like, hey, yeah, got him. Ah, burn, zing. I was like, oh, well, burn. Oh. <laughs> Sick burn, dude. <laughs> so, but it's it basically off the back of things like that, where it's like people didn't really weren't like I thought that what Trav and I were doing in progress had kind of like built up enough steam because it seemed like because I guess in like Brit is like like such a small bubble. That when people 
like say nice things about you like you know when when they at you on twitter like oh great match another great match uh, five stars whatever whatever they uh like you you only get it because like that's that's your that's your twitter timeline like if i'm like i'm not i'm not getting notifications for other people so i don't realize like what what people are saying about them sort of deal like you know i only mm-hmm. i get it because it's directed at me so to be announced for the for the progress america tour and being like oh wow what a great opportunity i can't wait to like um s- spread out and be around like all this new stuff and then this guy to be like i don't even know who these guys are i was like oh, we've done nothing we've achieved nothing we're nobodies so uh dude how yeah. do you how yeah, do you man. how do you take to um to to twitter do you think it's like becoming too negative or do you uh, think it's just like a subsection that's like super loud about it what do you think about I think all that so. i think it's the, i think it's just a vocal minority because the, the the amount of people who come to shows and enjoy themselves mm-hmm. compared to the amount of people who complain online is you know like there's no numerical comparison like it's it's clearly there's more people that love it that just are like happy to just go home and just live with their lives and mm-hmm. just say I went to a great show today. That'll do. Whereas uh, compared to the the small vocal minority who would be like, oh, I didn't like the way he <laughs> picked that guy in the head because it didn't look real. So like, so it's like, it's fine. Like who cares? It's such a, like I say who cares, but I love to bite on everything. So like, cause I think it's funny. Like it makes me laugh. So, <laughs> I'm not a good example for saying, you know, be the bigger man and just leave it because it's it hard to be like that, man. It's really hard because you know, like, like a like a bigger person than me would do that, but I am just like I am. I find it too funny to just like uh, to just troll back, I guess, because it's just <laughs> why why do why do you why do you come to the shows if you just hate them? Like, what's the point? Yeah, for real. Um, Why under the shows to find holes in what? Like, if we all love wrestling, then like obviously be critical of it, but just don't like, yeah. like be constructively critical. Don't just like don't tear it down. Have have a discussion because you know that's that's yeah, essentially this. You know, we can all we're all we're all adults mostly, so we can mostly. like yeah. we can discuss and chat about like our our communal love for pro wrestling, but. You know, you don't have to just say, "Oh, this is shit. This is the worst thing I've ever seen," etc. Like, uh, what's? The, uh, it's not even uh. worth into. <laughs> um, so I'm going to throw a selfish question at you. Um, I think Trent Seven is a gorgeous, gorgeous man. Mm-hmm. Um, is he as gorgeous in person? And does he smell well? Like, I'm just a big mark for him, dude. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks he looks the same as he looks on telly, and um, <laughs> yep. He he definitely keeps himself smelling very clean, very fresh. Yeah, lovely. Keeping the dream alive. Thank you. Um, no problem. So for 2019, are there any other names? Maybe from uh, as we mentioned, New Zealand or Australia. Um, the talent from there has just been like limitless right now. Um, are there any other names um, from your region of the world, or even London um, or the UK, that we should be keeping tabs on? Other than you, of course. Uh, honestly, it's, it'd be hard to tell you because I'm so out of touch with what's going on in Australia and New Zealand now. Like, I still talk to all my all my friends from back mm-hmm. home about like what they are doing, but um, I couldn't tell you who who is the next big star on the horizon in Australia, New Zealand at the moment. I mean, that's just not really something I have ever asked anybody. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I. Yeah, I, I really couldn't tell you without just being without lying, really. 
So, so out of the UK, the people that you, I mean, obviously Spike Trevay is, is he's a hot, hot talent. Um, he's very good. Even, uh, Evers getting back into the action. Um, he's present now and all that good stuff. Fight Club Pro is killing it. Um, any other companies or names that, you know, I need to know about here in Texas? Uh, I mean, if you don't already know, uh, Connor Mills is probably one of the big oh, names for this yeah. year. I, I'm pretty sure. Like he, you know, he's like a sleeper in 2018, just having like quality matches all year. And he's super. He's like 19, going on 20 this year. So he's he's super super young, but he's he he'll be great by the end of this year. I bet. Like he'll be massive. I'm pretty sure. Sweet. Um. All right. Yeah, I I'm will. A- that's my one name. That's, that's, that's your, all. I, yeah. <laughs> you're putting all your eggs in his basket. So. Other, other than the obvious ones that you've you've named, like Mambo, <laughs> Spike, uh, Eva, uh, like those are just my friends. So it feels it feels wrong to say like my friends are going to be the biggest stars this year. You, <laughs> you just wait and see. Hey, I mean it's true though. You guys um, are absolutely fantastic. Um, so so you I'm going to flip the question here. Do you have any questions for a podcaster from Texas who likes New Japan? Uh I, <laughs> No, no. I, I don't know what I'd ask. No, I, I guess no. You Um so let me ask you one last question. Um sure. what was what was one of the foods that you liked in when you came to America? Was there anything that was like kind of new to you or you got to try finally that you liked? Mm. No, I can't say I tried anything like distinctly American that I hadn't really had before. Um I went and got I like me and Jimmy Havoc went out on um when we went when we landed in New York and we went and had the red velvet croissant and then we went to like the alcoholic ice cream place I can't remember what that's called <laughs> uh, we just went on a massive like New York's like uh like uh, hipster artisan foods uh walk but yeah other than that like just gorging myself on just general american style uh fast food that was just like that was just that was mostly fun. I'm just making a note here. Uh, Jimmy Havoc hipster food tour. That's yeah. That's marketable. We need to get that. Uh, maybe death hipster deathmatch uh, food tour. There we go. Oh yeah, if you can, um, if you can <laughs> put them in like a set of like chinos or something, <laughs> and a button up and a button up top and a fedora. Oh like. my gosh, you're killing me, man. Um, I think that's a perfect way to to end <laughs> uh very cool fun conversation tk cooper uh where can we find you on the internet man uh you can you can spot me around uh facebook twitter instagram at um at, at pure tkc or forward slash pure tkc at uh most social media most of the schmeeds um other than that if you're if you're a promoter hit me up uh on the on the email at uh pure tkc at gmail.com uh, other than that, uh, yeah, just uh, pretty. Uh, that's that's it. Oh, and uh, merch is spbc.bigcartel.com. I've only got one T-shirt up there because I've kind of like that's all I got left at the moment. Still looking into new designs, but if you want to pick up a cheap shirt because like I got to flog them off because I don't want them in my house anymore. <laughs> uh, they're just a, they're just a tenner. They're a British tenner. So Ooh, about- okay, I like that. It's only about uh, twelve or thirteen US dollars, guys. Yeah, plus plus postage, which I think is like a fiver. So like, uh, it's a steal. It's a steal, honestly. Like, take my word for it. Why would Sounds I? Sounds like it, <laughs> honestly, because twenty pounds is a little too much for me at times. But I grabbed a couple Charlie Evans T-shirts. Um, oh, yeah, a while she's back. doing fifty percent deal or something at the mo as well. So 
Yeah, like I've only got, I've only got a handful, and they're annoying because you know you just trip over them, and I just don't <laughs> want them around me. So, like, if you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, do yourself a favor and buy my shirt because I like you could you might wear it. I won't because that'd be weird. Um, but, stand uh, yourself, dude. You got to stand exactly. yourself in 2019. I, I've got it in I've got it in weird sizes. I can't wear them all. So. Uh, <laughs> all right sweet i will uh check it out actually so lovely thank cool. you very much for for hanging out with me today uh much appreciation and please if you're in the uk and you see a card with the name tk cooper on it go to the show it's gonna be lots of fun and lots of flippy stuff and really cool dubstep so really boom. safe flippy stuff too now yeah absolutely well, you know <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you cool man. take care man thank you